Welcome to Made in Mari, the podcast that focuses on the successes and struggles of local businesses. Let's get started. Hi, I'm G. I'm your host, and today I have the pleasure of sitting down with Jason Fletcher from 44. Jason, can you tell me a little bit about what this building does? Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the building is a, a former furniture store. Before that, it was a bingo hall and cinema. So it's it's, um, it's got quite an, uh, an old frontage to it, um, Art Deco. But the um, within the building, what we've done is completely changed. So we have everything from um, a gym, kickboxing studio, um, fitness studios, and we have a number of beauty and health businesses, hairdressers. Um, we also have a cafe um, restaurant in the floor as well. So um, I think in total, we've some, somewhere in the region of about eight different entities within the building as businesses. So we're a bit of a, um, a health and fitness hub for kind of Lossiemouth and that the sort of coastal group of villages heading down towards um, Burghead. Super. And what's your function here? Um, mainly I'm the, the kind of the manager. Um, I operate as a personal trainer um, um, and coach. Um, um, and in the main, just manage the, the shifts and um, work with clients and um, some of the some of the guys who work here, and try and make it all function from day to day. Mm-hmm. Super. So the business is here now, but it wasn't always here. So what's the story of the business? How did it begin? What's the origin? Sure. Um, we we um, my wife and I um, by, by accident ended up owning a um, a kickboxing school. Um, we'd operated in a, um, a small, an old bingo hall, another bingo hall, um, just around the corner from this one. Um, we'd been there for about four to five years. Um, the we, we kind of grew from that. We, we became quite successful. We operated. Um, we had guys go to world championships. Um, they, they come back with um, gold medals and the like. We operate nationally. We have kids from the age of three right the way up to um, a couple of uh, senior citizens who are, have been involved over the years. Um, and and basically, it's about helping. That was always about helping people achieve to their level. It didn't didn't. Not everybody has to go to the world champions. Not everybody has to compete. I mean, obviously, we, we encourage them to do that, but they find their their level within the sport. Uh, and so long as they take what they want from it, then then we're we're all kind of happy with it, and and that that has nurtured a really good kind of sense of um, achievement for everybody that's here. Mm-hmm. What's it like having a business like this in a region which is quite small? Are there uh, pressures on the business because the region is quite small? Uh, how does uh, how does the environment affect the business? Um, the environment affects every business, I imagine, um, whether that's um, uh, martial arts as a whole it, within Moray is, is very competitive. I would, I would almost argue it's saturated. There are a lot of clubs um, who do various types of martial arts, whether that be Taekwondo, kickboxing, MMA, um, BJJ. So that there are quite a few of those um, clubs in the area. So we, we, we compete on that front. Um, and then in terms of the gym and the fitness classes, um, up until about two years ago, actually, there wasn't a great deal here. Um, but in the last two years, um, that's kind of grown a lot with a few chains that have, are, are, have moved. Well, one chain has moved in, another one's planning to move in. Um, there's been another um, charity set up, which has built um, a fairly big establishment on the outskirts of Elgin. So, yeah, in, in terms of those things, I, I wouldn't 
put them as out and out competitors, but it does um, it does draw on what your potential client list is. Um, however, in in Lossy Mouth, which is our focus, um, really there's ourselves in the community centre, and and both of us we have we attract different markets, if you like. There are people that will cross between the two, but there are actually not that many. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would say is, in, in terms of that, um, we've we've also have a lot of clients from Hopeman, Cummingston, Burghead. Um, we've got a, come, a few that come as far afield as, as, as far as an Elgin, but in the vast majority are, are centered really around, around the Lossy Mouth bubble. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's an element of the competition of having other similar businesses that, that benefits? Benefits this business or benefits the clients? Um, well, you could talk about both. I mean, it's two <laughs> different aspects, isn't it? Um, it benefits us in some ways because we then can find a niche and we're not trying to provide everything for everybody. So I would stylize our gym as more boutique um style our classes are and when i say boutique it's not the kind of the feminine kind of immediate piece you would look at it's more to say it's we're a bit more specialized um our our fit exercise to music classes um are fairly um are in a fairly smallish studio and that's deliberately been done to keep the classes a bit more intimate for um for the clients and and for the instructors so the instructors can actually pass on information far more readily if you're in front of 30 or 40 people really you're you're just a bit of a show pony in front of a big crowd and you, your interactions with those client sets are just going to be on the stage firing instructions out to, for them to follow mm-hmm. whereas in the smaller classes it's you're far more able to break out and help people improve their form and make sure that they're safe it's it's a far more um you're far more able to, to have that interaction with the clients and I think our clients benefit from that but I think that's what they like because they don't feel like they're they're just left to kind of get on with it and just follow the person at the front of the, the, the class um, we do have some areas where we can up, upsize the classes and we do have, we have had classes up to 30 before now but they're generally more instructional style classes rather than an exercise to music class and generally, we'll also have um, what we call shadows. So the, you may have an instructor, but you'll have somebody shadowing that instructor to get in, in amongst the clients to make sure we're all we're all on the we're all safe and we're, we're getting the most out of that session. So it can be coaching, it can be motivational type things, it can be um, you know helping somebody um, make sure that their knees are tracking in the right direction, that they're, they're not getting too heavy with the weights, and that they're they're mm-hmm. actually descaling a, a workout. Or if they're coasting a little bit, then then maybe just giving them a bit more encouragement to, to dig a little bit deeper and help help them there. So, um, and in terms of the gym itself, we're all free weights. We we are quite light when it comes to CV equipment. We have row machines, ski erg, and um, and our spinning bikes. So our, our indoor cycling bikes are used um, within classes, but out with those classes, the clients are free to go in and use them as a CV machine. But by and large, most guys that steady state cardio. It's kind of not what we're about. Um, um, the big guys, the, the, the bigger operators in town have all that kind of equipment. We don't need it. Um, we, we feel that we can get a lot more um, for our clients, again, by having a bit more of a one-to-one um, sort of piece with them within the within the gym um, and help educate them and help build their knowledge up. So, so some people will come in with lots of knowledge, um, some maybe some preconceptions that, that uh, about what they should be doing. 
and we'll always have those conversations in terms of chatting and making sure that they're safe first and foremost um, but we also have a lot of clients that would never have dreamed of stepping into mm -hmm. um, a free weights gym ever um, and they've come in and we've spent a bit of time with them um, we've helped them sort of just um, well, we've, we've, we've helped them and encouraged them to to learn um, how to what what moves they should be learning what techniques they should learn first and foremost how they get better at those techniques maybe how they load them up and when I say load them up that's not to go heavy weights all the time it's the, the sets reps weights time of training we'll, we'll chew the fat with them around um, diet and, and, and things like that so it is far um, first and foremost for us about our contact time with clients not about um, here's some equipment go get on with it you know there, there, there are providers that do that and for some people that's that's absolutely fine but for the vast majority of our clients um, they, they do want a bit more knowledge so that's why they came tend to come to us yeah it sounds like the kind of place where if you're new to the activity you'll be made to feel welcome yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely what it's about. We 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 feel that it, that that activities in general, um, obviously, there's the health implications of it, and therefore, as a result of that, it should be accessible to everybody. Mm -hmm. Now, at the end of the day, first and foremost, we are a business, so we we can't just um, give that away. So we are currently looking at mechanisms to to perhaps um, help reduce that cost um, for certain individuals who, who may be from disadvantaged backgrounds and the like. Mm -hmm. um, but in the main, yeah, um, we've done that. We, I run a, a strength and conditioning program um, and initially it was targeted around um, amateur sports people who wanted to improve their performance in their given sport. And we, we spent a lot of time on um, switching focus within a framework to make sure that they, they, they do that. Um, what we had were people who like the idea of lifting weights and strength and conditioning, but they don't do sport. They've no real interest, no real interest in performance. So when we when we speak to them, we do set goals and objectives for their for the for their program, and it will say, well, we we expect you to raise your deadlift probably by X percent, you know, depending on their ability and their previous experience um, in, in any fitness environment. And however, the offshot at the end is actually, yeah, yeah, that's really good. I, I, I've, I've increased my deadlift by 30 kilos in three months. I'm really pleased. But actually, I feel so more confident. I feel better. I'm, I'm, I'm happier. Um, I, I've, I've learned a new skill and I'm using it. And I, can, I feel confident to come in here now and, and, and work out with the program, but still keep my goals in mind. But work at us maybe a slower pace or a steadier pace that's more suitable for their their you know their lifestyle due to work or family commitments. So that's probably been that those kind of soft skills they've been the winner for for a lot of our clients. That's where that's where our focus is, has been, and and that's certainly how that strength and condition has gone from that. Um, it's evolved from that very much focused into performance. What do you do? How do you move in that sport? What how how much do you sprint, walk, jog? wrestle tackle um how do you throw a ball catch a ball you know all this sort of thing and how do we improve that and where are your weaknesses and let's work on those weaknesses um we've had guys come in with injuries um and they're recovering from that so we've looked at you know we've got a physiotherapist that works in the building so we, we frequently work with her as well and make sure that their programs are helped to maximize their results and, and improve that performance so we've gone from that 
and we still do that but we've also got a, a lot of people that just actually just they just i think the phrase is they just feel they just want to feel stronger um, and so far the output of the strength and conditioning program has very much been that yeah so um but it's stronger in mind as well as their body if i'm honest <laughs> they don't feel some some particularly the female audience they can come in and feel quite intimidated by um, a free weights environment um i would say we we are about 50 50 male female um within 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 the, the guys who frequent the gym um and i would argue probably all of them now are pretty confident and walking in there and just getting on with it um if someone's new to the gym and we're walking around and there are clients in the gym we generally introduce them in passing to those clients so the next time they come in they kind of they know that person they, they you know they don't know them know them but they they they, they recognize a friendly face and and generally most of the guys here will will say hi they'll ask how they're doing or what they're doing what they think they're up to and so it's just an informal it's an informality to it that helps um a lot and we, we encourage through things like our gym circuits and and through we, we don't generally have a great deal of social events through the year but what we do do is our social event is actually the training it's the classes it's it's the chewing the fat in reception after class and things like that and as an instructor it can be quite demanding because you're trying to flip between classes and clients and and, and to have those conversations um so everyone feels valued um but at the same sense try and um, try and keep everybody happy is is always going to be a bit of a juggling act but we, we seem to be getting there so yeah there's a, there's certainly a very nice atmosphere when when you walk into the place you you, you get a feel when you walk into a building about uh, uh, the type of business the type of people that are there mm-hmm. and that there's definitely this this relaxed feeling here this uh, sort of lack of pressure because you can walk into other other gyms and other buildings and other businesses and other places and you can you can you, you can sense that oh my oh my god I don't fit in here but it's it's definitely not a place like that it's definitely a place that anybody can walk into yeah absolutely yeah and that, that was always our aim um we we've even from our kickboxing you know we, we've we've had several several kids come in over the years who um had uh, an army family come in and their son you know they were waiting on an adhd diagnosis or they felt that way because he, he couldn't sit down in class for more than two minutes um we they they, they got posted four years later um there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with the boy he is just absolutely full of beans and energy and needs to be challenged in the right way and they they were fortunate enough to find a kick he he enjoyed kickboxing so that was something that he could work towards and, and had that kind of because of our grading system had a sense of reward for it and mm-hmm. um, there were times if he misbehaved in school then absolutely you can't go to your kickboxing which is something you like so, so his parents were instilling a bit more discipline in him through that but actually in the main we found um we, we found that when he was on the mats yes he could be mischievous but that's what it was it wasn't out and out naughty he was certainly not um um, a disruptive or a bad child in any in any kind of way and yet you know through 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 that we we he you know he's left he's now gone into school um down in england and he's he's doing really well he's he's not actually kickboxing anymore he's playing rugby and hockey for his school um he's loving it so he's learned the value of sport through kickboxing and he's now applying that in other sports and through life but We've also got um, um, uh, a young a young man now um, who who was a, a young boy with cerebral palsy, 
um, we've had other children with learning difficulties and again they come on the mat um, and they achieve to their level and they work hard so um, 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 the boy with cerebral palsy he he is absolutely amazing he's an inspiration to pretty much everyone within the club he's in the classes he's, he doesn't get cut any slack he still has to do what we all do um, we accept that obviously his movement and balance is different and therefore there are adaptations in place but in turn in terms of the mental game in terms of the the commitment that he's had to show and the determination to get through to to, to achieve um, a black belt it's still been there so absolutely you know um, and we've always been like that um, within the club since Jill and I um, took over the club we've always been that um, pieces that we, we 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 work with people with their issues and we try and find a route for them we don't just um, say oh well you know this maybe this isn't for you and it's, it would be too easy just to let them go we, we do try and keep um, people within the club um, for the right reasons mm-hmm. and not because it's too hard for them because something that's out with their control is influencing that you know like a disability so it definitely sounds like a fully inclusive program of activities and a kind of care as well where you realize that sports and physical activity is a very important part of people's life it's not everything in their lives but everything is connected and people are not uh, well people need to move basically people need to move they need Mm -hmm. activity they need to to build up their 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 strength and even the the mental aspect of it must be important physical and mental is linked there's no two ways about it that there are so so many studies out there and obviously mental health is um the the awareness of mental health has raised incredibly um over over the last few years but we um so so for us yes physical activity is a is connected to mental health there's the um, there's things um, things like endorphin rush after you know that the old runners high as they used to call it but after physical activity um, you can feel quite quite good and quite um, and quite have that sense of well-being that that's a that's a hormonal response mm-hmm. and um, but then there's also a lot more of the, that sense of achievement okay. you, you you can answer that yeah. we're at the reception okay. no, you we... can answer that it's perfectly okay so let me. Let me ask you a little bit about the the clients who come. You've mentioned already that uh, that there are some uh, some younger children. You've got some older people. Uh, there seems to be quite a cross spectrum from from the community. Is there a mix in the types of experience and abilities that that come in as well? Um, within the clients, absolutely. Um, so we, we've got some guys that. Um, will come in. We've had people come in from other clubs. You know, they may have, um, risked, you know, they may be a second down or something like that, and then they they've they've dropped off for various reasons, mm-hmm. um, and then they've 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 come back into the sport, but they've come to us. Um, same with the gym environment. We've got people who, in the summer months, for example, there's um, um, road cycling is quite is very very popular up here. Mm-hmm. So during the summer months, uh, they'll you'll see them disappear. And they're on the road on their bikes and they're they're enjoying it. Um, and then they'll they may some of them will do events. So they might do sort of um, anything up to 100 miles. Um, 
and, and the like and some of them will do time trials some will be far more competitive in terms of um, the lens of races um, and they, they look at that that performance piece and then they'll come in and they'll use that knowledge within the gym environment to help increase that performance we've also got um, a group called Murray um, um, Cycle for Fun, which is just, um, um, I say just, but it's, it's a handful of people within um, Lossie that go out every Thursday. Someone will host the group and they'll set off from that particular host house or, or um, that the host will pick the route for that evening. It doesn't always necessarily start and finish in Lossie Mouth. Um, they, they start and finish all over the place. Um, and and they're road cycling and it's and it's fun so when they come in it's about during the winter months when they can't come in it's about keeping a level of conditioning up um through the winter months so they can enjoy, really enjoy that the following season some of that group now have gotten so into that kind of um piece that actually yeah they, they're coming in and looking and saying right how do i get a bit stronger on the hills how do i get a bit faster in, in certain areas um and how, how do i keep going so for a lot of them because they're 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 certainly that 20 30 mile plus bracket um nutrition plays a huge part in that so we'll we'll talk about how they're feeding themselves pre post event but also how they're feeding themselves in their training cycles um and their, their general monday to friday and making sure they're kind of getting the most they're getting the most out of it mm-hmm. so that they can actually enjoy their sport in, in a way that's not it's not competitive but they go out with their friends and they want to feel fit well they do it and, and that's that's what we want um, and, and that rubs off on what we were saying about mental health, you know, because they don't feel, because they put in that extra little bit of work in and that, and they don't feel that they're holding the group behind and that they have that, they have that fun, then the, the, the positivity that comes from that is so much better, you know, um, in terms of their, their, their chosen activity that they prefer to do. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it, it, it rubs off right the way through, um, from whatever level you are, um, in terms of, um, how you enjoy your sport or your, your given activity, shall we say, you know? Oh, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the employees that work here within the building. Mm-hmm. Um, what kinds of trainers do you have? I have personal trainers. Um, so I'm, I'm a personal trainer. Um, I'm, I'm qualified to, to teach one-to-one and, and small groups and things like that. Um, we have um, um, gym instructors. So they, can operate the kit and they can instruct in kit. They generally don't design things like programs and stuff like that, but they'll certainly, if, if someone's on a program, they can look at that, interpret it and, and be able to provide best best advice and in, certainly in terms of form and things like that. Um, our coaches, um, we've got a couple of coaches and instructors here, so they're sports coaching, so they'll know, um, they, they'll have that bit of a softer skill rather than instruction element. They'll they'll work out what's working for a person and this is where that mental piece comes in because I can give somebody a, a cue or, or a coach can give somebody a cue and whilst they're not saying anything wrong and it's absolutely right that person may not quite understand and may not be able to get that movement from what they're saying so a good coach will be able to adapt what they're saying how they and and, and trans and, and translate what um or, or put it in a, in a in a format that 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 individual can then do the movement the way that we need them to do that movement but it comes across in a completely different way so it might be simple things like a certain cue won't work so i'll use a different cue it it, it, it gets them to think about a move in a slightly different way and just that little trigger might help them um do it and invariably it does um work that way sometimes we can break down we um, mobile phones are fantastic because 
this day and age, I would say most mobile phones have a video camera on. Um, so if people are deadlifting, squatting and things like that, and there's little cues that we're not quite getting, um, I'll put the camera on them. They, you know, I'll generally do it not in their face for this. <laughs> they do it. They know that we, we do video analysis type stuff. We'll show them the movement. And generally you get this aha moot piece. They understand that we can get the we get the, the stylus out and we can draw lines on that picture or that video and show them how to improve that movement um, and it, it's not just on the big lifts as well it, it's also on things like kickboxing if someone's a footballer or a rugby player we, we sometimes invariably go and watch them play and see and see certain things and they'll relate those movements into the gym um, certainly in conditioning phases so we, we, we generally will take an approach of get somebody strong uh, um, for their sport because generally that takes the longest strength generally takes the longest adaptation neurological responses like learning a movement they can be quite quick um, you can learn certain skills very very quickly so um, they generally get focused you know the start to get them conditioned for a for a session and then at the end um, of, a, of a particular program or a run into pre-season that's when we get very sport specific or movement specific in what they want mm -hmm. But that said, um, I've had a lady that um, couldn't squat. Um, her her version of a squat would be almost like a bow down. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, the knees hardly bend, and that's um, um, lack of balance. Um, not necessarily a lack of a lack of pure mobility, but just the ability to to move well between points mm -hmm. uh, and to feel comfortable doing that. So um, we worked out a few approaches for her. Um, to um, a remove some of her load from her body, um, a to help her balance, and suddenly she's got her hips right down by her ankles. So she has actually got really good mobility in terms mm -hmm. of the ability to get really low in a in a body squat. Mm -hmm. You know, no no load, no weights or anything like that. So we used um, a suspension trainer for a number of weeks to help her develop that. A few weeks later, we removed that suspension trainer and, and just played with the range of movement. And lo and behold, you know, within a month, she's actually squatting fairly deeply, unaided and assisted with anything. Um, and she's she's got strength in her legs that she tapped into. That that strength was probably always there. Mm -hmm. It was about learning how to balance and learning what movement, what that movement should feel like. So we've gone from, you know, that, that I would say that high performing amateur right the way through to someone who is probably if they were left to go much longer would have been um, probably a lot more sedentary now had they mm -hmm. not joined that program so right. so it's a, a scenario where the person has with your assistance worked on uh, their uh, their physical attributes and skills and it's also benefited other areas of their life yeah absolutely uh, uh, absolutely i mean so, so some of those sort of less able people will come in because you know they, they may have been fit in the past they may not not have been into sport at all so but some of them will come in um because they just they, they just feel as they're as they're aging they they do not want to fall into this trap of um um becoming more and more sedentary you know um you can talk about doctor's orders if you like but um they're trying to connect the dots and say well i need to be more active but i don't know how so they you know we we have that knowledge and expertise here to help them do you think that that kind of uh, that kind of assistance to, to people within the community um, maybe helps them over over the long term in terms of health and maybe in terms of having to visit the doctor less because they've got less problems? 
Um, yeah, I mean, people will always fall ill. There's no two ways about it. But the linkage between um, having um, moderate physical activity three to four times a week mm-hmm. and your your general physical health is is well founded to say that actually being active, getting your heart rate up, um, and working muscle groups, uh, major muscle groups, and things like that all contribute towards an overall um, healthier um, individual. Um, it's not to say that it's going to bomb-proof you and you're going to live forever. Um, we all age, <laughs> you know, but it certainly um, it certainly helps. Um, and it goes back to how I that 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 phrase of how I feel. I feel great. Um, I have a 67-year-old who's deadlifting um, just just under 130 kilos. Now he did, he didn't start there, but he comes in and when when you see him achieve that, and um, the, the first time I watched and realised quite how heavy he was he was getting it was like well you know you, you've made some great gains here and stuff just be careful how you push it he says yeah i know but i am i am doing this this and this so we checked in and made sure he was safe but yeah he feels on top of the moon when he gets close to those that 130 match he's, he's probably got a lot more in the tank but he stays he, he on his program he, he's probably sitting around 90 percent mm-hmm. when he hits that 130 mm-hmm. so he's so he has got more but yeah um it's about how he feels and before that um when he came in he was probably way down around 50 kilos so over mm-hmm. we've been open nine months pretty much um so in nine months that's where he's come um he's come from what is um a program and how how is it organized um well the programs are organized around individuals we, we do use a framework um for generally if people have it's their first ever program and and their focus is strength gain then it the program we use generally sits on three to three to three phases um depending on what the condition of the individual is when they enter the program depends a lot on how each phase um how much is in each phase how the, how each individual workout works out but the first phase is generally um uh, it's a preparatory phase in terms of helping an individual become conditioned for the main event which is you know it can be anything from five to eight weeks long mm-hmm. um, and that generally has a, a strength focus a, a muscular endurance focus we do do things like interval training within there and that just helps the, the overall um um, we sort of term it with um, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the piece um, that we try and get a lot of the, the unconditioned um, um, guys through. Um, the So that, that first phase, you know, it can be quite quick. Uh, if someone's already got a, a good level of conditioning, it, we don't have to spend too much time in there. What we also do in that first phase is we'll watch how an individual moves. We'll work out what their ranges of movement are, their mobility, how they move quite well through through the whole spectrum of workouts that we, we give them. So it's not just about that improvement in terms of um, um, you know strength and stuff like that. It's about how well they move and how safe they are. Then when we start the main, the main thrust of it, the phase, what we call phase two, um, that generally will drill into really where they what their goals are so if someone needs speed then we will have lots of speed sessions within that um, if someone is after strength then it'll be a strength workout uh, a set, or a set of strength workouts what we generally do is focus on fairly big lifts um, and it's generally how we push those put those big lifts into the program and then after that we do some accessory work so we're not just developing the big muscle groups we're also looking at supporting structures like um 
like uh, the rotors around the hip to make sure that the hip is looked after. And whilst that skeletally, it's a very strong joint and take a lot of, lot of force through it. The shoulder joint is almost the opposite. So you've got a lot of fine um, material around it, connective tissue, um, small muscle groups that are prone to injury. And if we get too dominant on these big superficial muscles, we're going to damage our shoulders. So we do a lot of work in those areas to help switch some of that smaller connective tissue on to help um, reduce the risk of injury for individuals. The last phase generally focuses on, um, it's more conditioning based. We up the ante, the work rate, but we'll probably drop quite a bit of the weight for those guys who are into their sports type thing. And that's where we really focus in their sports movements and what they're trying to achieve to improve their performance. For some of them, it's that kind of, it's that last thrust to hitting whatever their goal is. So if it's a strength goal, we might look at, um, we might look at, we're going to continue with on the strength, but we're going to play with sets, reps and rest periods and things like that a little bit more, um, a little bit more refined for that individual. So, um, so the end product can actually look very different from one person to the other, but the frameworks are generally quite similar because mm-hmm. the bodies adapt and change in a, in a similar fashion. Mm-hmm. And if a client is uh, struggling or having problems or is maybe unhappy with the program, is there some way that you can sit down with them and talk about how to change it and make it better? Yeah, we do that frequently. Um, so we do a testing piece at the beginning and we test again at the end and the testing protocol is the same at front and back but some people when they come in they may hold back on their test and suddenly you realize that actually they're far more capable in a certain area than the test perhaps led us to believe that it's, it's like a gym set a series of gym tests mm-hmm. sometimes you might find they may have had a really good day and so you know they 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 they've got close to a one rep max of uh, you know say say 100 kilos for example, um, and then when you go and feed that 80 percent in the program and you start adding a few reps to it, they just don't have that in the tank at that time. So we we very quickly have to change that because obviously we don't want to injure somebody. Mm-hmm. We want them to maximise um, their results at the end of the program. So we we constantly adjust through that program and make sure that. Um, by having, um, we have generally have two supervised sessions, but between myself and, and Holly, one of the other coaches, we, we're constantly having those conversations and changing numbers and making sure that clients are on it. Um, I had one client who he did his phase one, he smashed it, no problems, got to phase two, starting some heavy lifts, was doing quite well. And then his performance in those lifts really dropped off and we couldn't, couldn't work it out. And it was over about a week and a half and it was like, right, um, can we revisit your nutrition? What's your nutrition like? And he, he, he essentially admitted he'd had breakfast. He, he was having a busy spell at work. Um, he, he'd had breakfast, hadn't eaten anything through the day really other than the old coffee and biscuit. And then was coming in post-work about seven o'clock at night expecting to, to lift heavy, mm-hmm. having not fueled the body. Mm-hmm. Well, nutrition is a huge part of performance. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we kind of had a complete reset and worked out how he was gonna feed himself through the day. And it isn't just simple, well, go and buy something and eat it. It's right, okay, so maybe we need to go into a meal prep. Uh This is how we can organize meal preps. You you can, you know, how you can make feeding yourself easier through the week Mm -hmm. by maybe on a Sunday, preparing your meals for the week, shove them in the freezer and you can Uh microwave them and your job's done. So, um, and that, that actually worked really well for him. So yeah, so he 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 got very um, he he did very well out of it, and then suddenly 
these workouts he's absolutely annihilating them again and it's like well you fed yourself mm-hmm. and that's what it's about uh-huh. it sounds very much like a complete Bye-bye. holistic form of uh, support that the center or the center is able to provide for the community because you've got the uh, you, you've got all the physical and all the mental aspects there you've even you, you even drill into the food and uh, mm-hmm. the right kinds of food for people for people to eat. Um, that's part one. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for part two. Body is a product of the Academy of Language Therapy and Life Coaching. Book a free online personal or professional development consultation today. What are you waiting for?